0: Coming up on Sports Talk with Marcel, NBA news and rumors. Plus, your NBA NHL roundup, we have MLB news. And was Gary Sheffield comments fair or foul? I'll tell you my opinions about that. Things are definitely changing in the NCAA basketball for both men and women. I'll tell you exactly what those things are. Plus, this day of sports history and more. Coming up on Sports Talk with Marcel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the latest edition of Sports Talk Marcel. Um, episode number 40. Thank you guys for tuning in for another great episode I have for you guys. Um, sorry I've been away for so long. Um, I know you guys miss me and of course I miss you and I appreciate all the love and support you have shown me over these past couple of months. Um, but we getting down to the nitty gritty. Playoff basketball, playoff hockey. Baseball is in full effect, um, of course, this day in sports history. Um, so we're going to get right into it. We're going to start off with the uh, unfortunate news coming out of the NBA of this early week. Hall of Famer Scottie Pippen is in mourning the loss of his firstborn son, Antron, at the age of 33. Scottie Pippen was quoted saying, I am heartbroken to share the news. He is heartbroken to share the news. He said his goodbyes to his firstborn son, Antron. Pippen wrote on social media accounts, The two of us share a love for basketball, and we had countless conversations about the game. Uh, Chicago Bulls legend did not disclose his son's cause of death asked for fans to keep his family in their prayers. Antron is... Pimpin's only child with his first wife, Karen McCullen. Antron suffered from cardiac asthma. Um, and if he hasn't had it, I truly believe he would made it to the NBA. Um, Pimpin wrote, he never let that get to him. Throughout, Antron stayed positive and worked pretty hard. And I am so proud of the man that he became. Please keep his mom, Karen, and all of his family and our friends in your prayers, thoughts and prayers, a kind heart and beautiful soul gone way too soon. I love you, son. Rest easy until we meet again. Antron may not have made it to an NBA, but he did get to play college um, college, legal, college basketball he was a guard at the Texas A&M International University and signed with the Upstate Heat and the World Basketball Association in 2013. He lived in Atlanta where he was a machine tech. Scotty Pippen has 8 children. One of his twin daughters died 9 days after being born in 95. So, senior your prayers out to Scotty Pippen and his family. Of course, the mom is it's so tragic to lose a cow, child. Um, definitely at a young age of 33, just unbelievable. Um, I'm 33 myself, and it's just unfortunate that um, Scotty Pippen had to go through something like this. So let's all keep him in our prayers. Um, Scottie Pippen, you know, he's a legend. Uh, definitely top-tier legend in sh- the city of Chicago. So let's keep him in our prayers, pray for his family um, as they go through this tough time of the loss of his son. Um, Switching over to the um, NBA did announce free agency um, this year, which will begin um, on March, I mean Monday, August 2nd at 6 p.m. Eastern, where contracts allowed it to be officially signed on Friday, August the 6th. At 12:01 p.m., the league said Monday's announcement comes in the wake of the league saying last month that the NBA draft will take place July 29th. The draft lighter will take be June 22nd, and the draft combine will be June 21st to the 27th. Because of the delays of the league's to this to the league's calendar year, calendar due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. The entire season and upcoming offseason are happening about a month later than usual. NBA Commissioner, which he have been doing a tremendous job, by the way, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver has said that the league goal for 2021-22 season is to return to usual schedule with the season beginning in October. The NBA Finals are scheduled to take place in July with Game 7, if necessary, scheduled for July 22nd. So, of course, the league got pushed back. I wonder, would they be in time, would they would the would the league, would the season be over before the um, Summer Olympics? Because they was trying to do the Summer Olympics, and that's the reason why they had to um, start the season in December, just because they tried, they was um, trying to get it out the way before the Olympics. So, we shall see come this summer. And other news, surprisingly news I found out not too long ago. Look, we could be seeing LaMelo Ball back in the lineup as he has been cleared to return to individual basketball activities by doctors after having a cast removed from his right wrist. It is unclear at this point when he'll be ready to play in a game. Ball um, stained a fractured right wrist during the Halt's March 20th game against the Los Angeles Clippers and have not played since. Ball underwent further evalu- evaluation on his wrist Monday um, by Dr. Michelle Carson of the hospital in special surgery in New York City. The cast was removed and a CT scan confirmed the wrist has healed. Ball, the number one three overall draft selection in last year NBA draft, was among the leading candidate for Rookie of the Year honors prior to the injury. He won Eastern Conference Rookie of the Year three times and is averaging 15.9 points, 5.9 rebounds, 6.1 assists, and 1.59 steals in 41 contests. Ball currently ranks first in assists and steals among rookies, second in scoring, and is tied for second in rebounds. Since he was promoted to the starting lineup on February 1st, Ball is averaging a 19.5 points, 5.8 rebounds, 6.2 assists, and 1.7 steals in 21 starts. While shooting forty-six point four from the field and forty-two point six percent from three-point range. The Hawks ends on Monday night as the eighth place in the Eastern Conference at twenty-eight and twenty-eight with sixteen games remaining. I'm sure I'm sure the the Charlotte Hornets are going to playoff. I am sure. They are sitting, they actually where are they sitting? Let's see where they're sitting right now. Because I know they played. They lost last night's game. I will get to that soon. I re, um, last night's results. Um, NBA results. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets are sitting right now. 8th seed at 28 and 29. So I'm sure they will get to the playoffs. Especially if LaMelo Ball can get back within a week or two. They would definitely be in a playoff. Um speaking of uh, basketball last night. We saw some tremendous games. As we just, as I just um told you. The Charlotte Hornets did lose to the New York Knicks. 109 to 97 behind RJ Barris, twenty-four points. It was a great game. LA Clippers find a way to handle Portland Trailblazers. I don't know what it is about Portland Trailblazers. It seemed like they just they just not on that level of last year after they traded Gary Trent Jr. Um, they just not the same team to me. I don't know what it is. They missing. It's like they missing something. They are that one team that are missing something, and you cannot point to just that. They lose behind Paul George, um, thirty-three points, eleven rebounds, and three assists. Clippers are clicking on all cylinders at the right time. Because they know they cannot have a repeat of last year. Being up 3-1 against the Denver Nuggets and you fall in Game 7. And you not even show up in Game 7. So the Clippers have something to prove this postseason. Orlando the uh, lose to the Atlanta Hawks are behind Trey Young, twenty-five point seven assists, five rebounds, one twelve to ninety-six. The Brooklyn Nets easily, not easily, escape the New Orleans Pelicans. New Orleans Pelicans have been playing good basketball, especially Zion Williams. I'm still not sold on him yet, but he have been playing tremendous basketball lately. He really have. Um, but it wasn't enough against the um, Brooklyn Nets as Kyrie Irving dropped thirty-two eight assists and two rebounds. The nightcap of the night was the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Sacramento Kings. Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, I just, I just don't even have the words. They are the worst team in the Western Conference, in my opinion. They are so. They they beat the Sacramento Kings. There's be like behind rookie sensation Anthony Edwards, who played 28 points. Who play? Who dropped 28 points and six and six assists. But that team are so horrible. NHL roundup The Boston Bruins Oh, let me go back to the NBA. NBA NBA got a busy game. a busy um, slate of games tonight. The Brooklyn Nets go to um Tampa to play Toronto. If you didn't know, Toronto is not playing in Toronto. For those who don't know. Oklahoma City travels in the under the Pacers past- and the high Golden State Warriors. Go to Washington. They might blow Washington out tonight. Uh, they visit Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal against the Wizards. Another great matchup is the Phoenix Suns and the Philadelphia 76ers. Tremendous. I might be watching this game. Chicago Bulls go to Cleveland to play the Cleveland Cavaliers. Utah and Houston. Atlanta and New York should be a tremendous game. Miami. Versus San Antonio. Speaking of Miami. It was a report. Saying. Jimmy Butler. And I agree with him 100%. He said the Miami Heat are playing very soft basketball. And they are. Look at their record. The Miami Heat. Is not none of what they was last year. And they have the same. Roster pieces. That trade. The the Victor De La, De, uh, Oladipo trade, it really didn't do much for me to be honest with you. I still think they um a shell of themselves, especially from last season. Jimmy Butler carried that let's just show you the greatness of Jimmy Butler. The guy carried that team into a finals. Now they not even in the top five in a um which was supposed to be the top five. Which they were supposed to be now. Everybody, if you woulda told me the Miami Heat would not be in the top 5 last season or especially after the finals, I I, I you would probably have to get drug tested. You crazy. They just made the finals and they're not even in the top 5 in the Eastern Conference at all. They're not even in the top five in the Eastern Conference. You have Atlanta over them. You have New York Knicks. And let me, let me, let me, let me, let me say something about the Milwaukee Bucks. They are horrible. They might be 35-22, and 22, but the way they play just shows you they're not going nowhere far this year in the playoff at all. As this is right now, the Miami Heat are 30 and 28, which is only best for seventh seed. They have the Knicks better than them. On paper, they not on paper, Atlanta and New York Knicks should not be ahead of Miami Heat. On paper. New York Knicks have been playing great basketball, but they are not in my opinion, better than the Miami Heat at all. I don't know what it is going on with the Miami Heat, but they are just horrible. 30 games? You have 30 wins after close to 60 games? I don't understand. you lose losing to teams team that you don't supposed to lose to. And to make this matter worse, they have the same exact roster they had in the finals. These same pieces, I don't want to hear about no injuries. I don't want to hear about absolutely none of that. This team is horrible. You got Trevor Reza there? You have you got Villa Depot there with the from the trade. You got a lot of young pieces there. But they still horrible to me. Detroit and Dallas play tonight. And what it is about Dallas crying about the, 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 the playoff tournament? Everybody knows it was gonna be like this. Everybody knows this. What is just two to three games, the play-in tournament, and Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban and players crying? Come on, man. That's, that's just a, bu- a bunch of bull. A young team crying because you're not as good as you thought you were, which everybody expected them to be probably top three, top four team in the Western Conference, which is not the case, which is definitely not the case this year. You have you have the Suns in front of them. You have Portland. And we all just we just said Portland ain't that good at all. You are close to dropping to the Memphis Grizzlies in the Golden State Warriors, which was playing a tremendous ball. And you crying about a play in tournament you knew about? Now it's close to the play in tournament, you crying now? Why you want crying in December when the season started? Why you want crying in January? Or how about February? Now all of a sudden the season close to ending, you want to cry about a play in tournament? That's a dollars need to get gone with all that, man. They need to mm-mm uh-uh. Another tremendous game, Denver and Portland Trailblazers tonight, and the Minnesota-Sacramento. I don't like these back-to-back games. I really don't. Every time I see it, I just get a, a sickness in my stomach. I really do. They played for the second time straight. Two nights straight. And the nightcap is the Memphis Grizzlies and the LA, um, the LA Clippers. A busy day in the NBA, especially tonight with those twelve games. We're going to switch over to the NHL. Last night results: the Boston Bruins defeat the Buffalo Sabres two to zero. Um, the New York Rangers, New York Islanders, um, New York Islanders lose big to the New York Islanders. I mean, the Rangers lose big to the Islanders. Six to one. The Columbus Blue Jackets fall to the Florida Panthers. Five and five to one. Florida Florida Panthers have been playing tremendous hockey for the last couple of weeks. I see they somewhere close top of their division. Let me take a look at what they what they stand at the moment. Cause they are they have been playing some tremendous hockey for the last couple of weeks. The um the Florida Panthers, as right now, sit only second in the second Central Division. Only to the, the hot Carolina Hurricane. They are actually tied for 65 points of fees. So that division is getting kind of, that's a tough division. Very tough division. And my Blackhawks in there too. So they, that's a very tough division. You have the Hurricanes, Panthers, Lightning's. Predators, Stars, Blackhawks, wear Red Wings and Blue Jackets. You don't need to be nowhere near the top seed. The Carolina, speaking of Carolina, they defeat the champs four to one as the Tampa Bay Lightning. They actually been falling lately, um, but hopefully they get their um Thunder a lightning back before the playoffs start, um. They lose to the Carolina Hurricanes four to one. The New Jersey Devils lose to the Pittsburgh Penguins seven to six. I don't know what this is. I don't know if you guys see this, but I'm starting to see this more frequently. These NHL games are getting a little more higher in scores. Seven to six. A couple years ago, you didn't see scores like that. You saw five to two to three. I've Lately it's been scores when it's been an eight to nine or ten to eleven. NHL is really need to take a look at what can they do about these maybe some people like high scoring games, maybe that's it. But I don't I like to see a competitive um competitive hockey game. I don't like to see high scoring games. I'm sorry, it's just different in football than hockey and basketball. Basketball, 100 plus, it'll win you a game. It seemed like the average NBA games are seen like all star games, if you ask me. 130 something to 140. I won't be surprised if they start taking away time off these clocks for these scores. The Dallas Stars defeat the Detroit Warriors Wings 5 2. The Vancouver Canucks come out the dark. They haven't been playing lately because of the COVID situation. They beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Another team that has really been slipping lately, 6-3. And the Anaheim Ducks fall once again to the L.A. Kings, 4-2. Only five, only four games tonight in NHL. You have the Nashville and the Chicago. Another game that is back-to-back. They played the other night. The Minnesota Arizona, um, the Minnesota Wild traveled to Arizona to play the Colorado. Uh, I mean the Arizona Coyotes, and San, San Jose Sharks traveled to Las Vegas Golden Knights. The, actually the Golden Knights have been a very surprising team to me. Even though they made the Stanley Cup a couple years ago and lost, they have really been surprising me lately. Well, su- been su- a surprising team for this season. And the nightcap is the Montreal Canadiens and the Edmonton Oilers get at it once again. We're going to go over to this day in sports history. It is now time for this day in sports history. In 1967, the Dodgers first rained out in Los Angeles after playing 737 consecutive games. In 1977, Billy Martin pulls Yankees lineup out of a hat and beats the Blue Jays 8-6. to six. In 1994, Eddie Murray sets record for switch hit home runs in a game. That was 11 times. In 1996, Chicago Bulls win an NBA record at the time of 72 games. In 2001, the NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Virginia Tech quarterback, sensation Michael Vick, as the first overall pick. And in 2012, the Chicago White Sox pitcher, Phil Hubbard, pitches the 21st MLB perfect game against the Seattle Mariners. This have been This Day in Sports History. That was This Day in Sports History. Now, let's go to some um, NFL news. And this is a good moment for a certain quarterback, Alex Smith. He has retired to, he has announced this past Monday, his NFL retirement capping a six-year journey, six year journey, sixteen year journey that started as a as number one pick in the NFL draft and after an improbable return uh, from a gruesome injury. Smith, who will turn 37 next month, announced his decision in a two minute, 12 second video posted to Instagram, saying he wants to spend more time with his family. Alex Smith was released by the Washington football team last month but was the NFL's Comeback Player of the Year in 2020 which he rightfully deserved. No one deserved that award more than him. That award was given. That award was it was nobody really going to get the award but Alex Smith. But getting back on the field after the injury two years earlier that nearly cost him his right leg even though I've got plenty of snaps left in me after 16 years of giving this game everything i got i can't wait to see what else is possible smith said in the video in the video but first i'll take a little time to enjoy a of those walks with my family with my wife and my kids they have no idea what coming for them in the backyard After he suffered a compound leg fracture in November 2018, many assumed Smith's career was over. He required 17 surgeries to stem an infection in his right leg, which was nearly amputated. He needed to wear an exterior fixture on his leg for 8 months and develop drop foot. Later Monday, Smith told ESPNs outside the line that he recently went snowboarding with his father and children. He had not been snowboarding since he was in college. And the moment stood out to him and helped him solidary, solidify his decision to retire. For me, this is all started as a father and husband. Smith said during the interview, that way it began, wondering what, if anything, I would be able to do my do these things with my kids again. To do same thing with them I thought had been taken away from me forever. I'm so grateful. Smith then thanks the fans of the Chief Kingdom, the Niners Nation and the Chief Kingdom or the Bourbony and Gold. To all the men I had the pla- a a, pla- a privilege privilege of standing with and playing us alongside Thank you," he said. "Thank you for all believing in me, and thank you for helping me and myself and in and and the impossible. Smith did get drafted number one overall to the San Francisco 49ers. It was a pretty good team. Led him to the led him to the NFC Championship, I believe, two times. But of course, he didn't reach Super the Bowl. Then he was traded to Kansas City before. Play had a good career there. Um, they drafted Patrick Mahomes, and he knew who Patrick Mahomes would become. Um, and then he was traded away to Washington Football Team. Alex Smith will leave a tremendous legacy. Um, he have completed played in 174 games, threw 199 touchdowns, 35,650 yards, and his completion percentage was 62.6. Congratulations, Alex Smith, a tremendous dude, a tremendous man, great story. I'm sure you'll see this dude analyze sports at some point in his life, and we wish him the best in his future. Um, The NFL plans to proceed with an off-season program regardless of whether the NFL PA tells its members to show up. Per Per a source with knowledge of the situation, the league has communicated to all teams and contours of the 2021 offseason program. The NFL believes that the various phases and affleck af- activities sorry, compound with the league's rights under the collective bargain agreement, along with COVID 19 protocols developed joint with the NFL PA last year. Phase one will last four weeks, phase two covers May 17th to May 21st. Phase three, the only phase that will content consist of on-field work begins May twenty-fourth and concludes on June eighteenth. For phase three, all in-season COVID nineteen protocols will apply, including daily tests via via on-site MESA PCR technology results, which have proven to be as reliable as. Off site PCR testing will be generated within 30 minutes. As it relates to any injuries suffered at the facilities, players have protection against lost wages in season. Players who get injured elsewhere can be placed on the non-football injury list and not paid. And not be paid at the uh, destruction of these teams. Rookie mini counts will be held during the phase two of the program, which means that even even before veteran players have a chance to show up and practice on the field, draft picks, undrafted rookies, eligible non-rookies, and players invited to participate on the tryout basis will be at the facility. Players undoubtedly will attend the rookie mini-caps held by every team, every even those teams that have issued a statement expressing the intention to boycott the proceeding. If the pandemic has motivated the union resistance use of the protocol jointly no- negotiated in 2020 and the availability of the vaccine should be satisfied those concerns. If this is about ditching the off-season program altogether or simply scoring points and the ongoing labor battle between union and management, nothing the league agrees to do will matter short of pulling the plug completely On, on field work, basically, they saying they trying to get together, not get together, but get everything you know ready for after the draft, of course, mini camps, training camp, and of course, NFL season. One hundred and forty-three days, I'm counting, baby. But what a funny story I have next. It was kind of funny to me. I'm sorry, even though. Jameis Winston is a shot of himself. Of course, he will no not be a half of Drew Brees. We already know this. But he was on video with this. And I haven't seen the video, but I will see it. But the comments he said is funny to me. He is a refreshing um, candidate moment for Jameis Winston. The Saints could be admitted to kids when he, he went from top NFL prospect to lead laughing stock. He is absolutely a laughing stock to me. I'm sorry. But he is now vo- um, vowing to work his ass off to change that. Now he want to work. When you was the overall pick, you do not want to work. That was you telling me. You wanted to steal crab legs. Jameis Crab Leg Winston. That's what, that's what his name is to the world. The 27 year old was helping out at Kenny Shaw's football camp in Orlando, Florida on Saturday when he delivered a speech. And he was a very cool, self aware mo- uh, moment from the former number one pick, a uh, bus number one pick. Winston, in addressing a dozen of campers, said, I went from being a number one draft pick to being everybody laugh at me. Uh, uh Yeah. <laughs> Jameis, of course, is not wrong. The guy has been mocked for issues after issue after issue, doing it after the rise of national national fame at Florida State. Uh, You think crab legs. Still, the crab legs is more than an issue. I'm sorry. Guess what, Jameis said. I'm about that business. Uh, of course. Because you know you wouldn't play football if you wasn't about it. I'm outworking everybody on my position wrong. Winston has to pause because Dak, my boy, Dak Prescott, cowboy star QB, Dak Prescott was standing right next to him, helping out at the camp. But he continued nonetheless. I know Dak right here. He said. I don't want to laugh, but that is funny to me. <laughs> Committed, he said, but I'm doing things every single day. Uh, Yeah, look who you play for. Sean Payton ain't having that What Tampa Bay allowed, okay? We all know this. Committing to the dream, Winston Dean encouraged the kids to believe in themselves and always approach the game with the little kids um per purpose um because he said that how he's this guy me this well, what this <laughs> this is hilarious to me james Winston telling kids I do this every single day. I grind, I work more than any everybody. No, you don't. It is ironic how he could become the laughing stock, and he still is, to me. And all of a sudden, you get you get you get um with a team that's, you know, is a good team. Do one of the things is a damn good team, not for the not for the last couple of years of the playoff, but Season-wise, they are contenders every year. But they're not gonna be a contender with you, James Winston. I'm just sorry. They just I just cannot see James Winston winning no more than seven, eight games. Let's be honest. This dude is the laughing stock and he'll always be the laughing stock. If draft picks was a a um a saying or was something, he would be at the top of that list. Everybody know that. To make it worse, I think him and and Jamarcus Russell are on the same level. They are bust, number one pick, bust. The biggest bust ever at QB. The way it was worth it, we're gonna transition over to MLB. Cause it's a good story out of the MLB, and it's coming from the Atlanta Braves camp. Infield, Sean Cashman Jr. 36 years old, got his first big league at bat. And more than check this out 12 years. Saturday. This past Saturday against the Chicago Cubs. Grounding into a double play as a pitch hitter in the Braves. 13-4-1 loss to the Chicago Cubs. The result of the play meant little compared to the re- um, silence. Cashmere display while grinning it out in the minors all those years. So you telling me this dude was in the minors for 12 years. I don't know how he do it. I get dedication, I guess. I guess dedication. At some point, somebody should have called them up. If They saw this passion in this dude. Getting the opportunity early in the game was awesome. One, to do it with the Atlanta Braves uniform on. And secondly, to do it at Wrigley Field. And Wrigley Field is a big place. Don't judge me, but I've never been. I'm sorry. I, I, I do plan on going. I've never been to Wrigley Field in my life. I do plan on going, though, at some point. It was amazing. Cashmere was a fifth-round pick in 2004, an amateur draft, eventually appearing in 19 games for the 2008 San Diego Padres. Since then, it's been a life in the majors and the minors, including the past seven seasons working wearing a uniform of the Atlanta AAA affiliation, the Gowich Stripes. Last year, many have been cashmere, most trying, considering there was no minor league baseball due to the COVID pandemic. Like all teams, the Braves had a 60-man roster, but cashmere was not part of it. It's crazy, he said. At this time, I was sitting at home and unemployed a year ago. It was kind of tough to look for a job if you wasn't too sure if you're going to be a part of that roster. But when 2021 arrived, Cashman was back in uniform. With managers, with Braves manager Brian um Sh- oh, excuse me, um, with Ma- um, Bra- um, Braves manager Brian Shichnick, um calling him their MVP for third consecutive spring. It's kind, it's kind of like a guy's debut. Managers, um, Braves manager said, a second debut for him. That's a, that's the stuff um, you love about baseball. Cubs manager and former Brave Dave Ross said, "I love to hear those stories and see those things happen in baseball. It's great for the our game." Cashman is hopeful to stick with the Braves for a while, but was unsure of his future past his one at bat Saturday. If if that's all it is, he's not complaining. Now, after a 12-year journey to return, I would do it all over again just for a day like today. Cashman said it was worth the wait to get in and get another at-back. Tremendous story. Cashman seemed like a tremendous, humble guy. I don't know if I would have did that, so you have to um, get his due, his due. 12 years a major, I don't think I've ever heard a story like that where you spend 12 years a major, especially the last year sitting at home not knowing if you were going to be in a uniform, um, tough finding a job. You know, you just live for those moments in baseball. Those tremendous moments really make you um, a standout person. And, you know, salute to um, Sean Cashmere, tremendous dude, and we just wish him the best in his um um, career with the Latin Braves another another story that I agree 100% with my boy Gary Sheffield he was interviewed on CBS Sports Radio last week saying that he don't even watch baseball no more the former said the former says. He's no longer watched the game. Uh, um, Citizen um, criticizing the rise in strikeouts and harums as the reason. I don't watch baseball, Sheffield told CBS Radio last week. I was kind of forced to watch it because I was working at TBS. And so I had to remember, really find out who 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 was where these players. I'll tell you the secret now. I never watched games during the season. I would get educated on it, and, and I got there. When I got there, it's not something that I could watch based on what I'm seeing because I'll be a complainer. This is the first time I've ever said that out loud, but I am just truly disappointed with what I watched. Sheffield, he told now, mind you, Sheffield is a Hall of Famer. In my book, he should be in the Hall of Famer. He has hit 509 career home runs, 26 on the all time list, over 22 years in the major leagues, including three years with the Yankees from 04 to 06, and one with the Mets in 2009. He never struck out more than 83 times in any season. Baseball was exciting, he said, when he was playing. They've been, um. They've implanted all these new rules. Now they've changed the game so much. They're making it a more hit friendly, even without having success. Sheffield said these guys can go out there and strike out one hundred and eighty to one hundred and ninety times, and it's okay. And then all of a sudden they show a home run. Now a home run is less appealing. When the home run was a big deal and more appealing when I played. Because it wasn't happening as often as it is now. Got a point? That's why the game is played today. That doesn't mean I have to watch it. Sheffield added, the 52-year-old Sheffield has, been, has three years remaining on the Hall of Fame ballot after earning a tenth percent bump. To forty point six percent and seventeenth, seventh appearance in this year's um uh, on the this year ballot. He absolutely right. He is absolutely he is absolutely right. The home runs is meaningful now. They are they don't mean anything now. Cause these guys strike out more than the dude never strike out 83 times. I've heard some of these Home run hitters, big home run hitters, struck out more a hundred times. I see why lead. I see why the um, L.A. Angels ain't going anywhere. I see why the Yankees haven't been doing anything for at least ten years, cause they have big players that hit home runs but striking out more. And it just it is what it is. He right to a, a um. He's absolutely right. The baseball is more appealing now. We're going to go over these results from last night MLB games. The L.A. Dodgers defeat the Seattle Mariners 1-0. And the Chicago White Sox defeat the Cleveland um, Indians. Not that It would not be Cleveland Indians coming next year. The Minnesota... Struggling Minnesota lose to the first game of two. Lose to the Oakland A's seven to zero. The Atlanta lose last night to the New York Yankees three to one. The Baltimore Orioles lose. We um win against the Miami Marlins. The Arizona and Cincinnati Reds game was suspended. I believe they will um have a double header today. San Francisco defeat the Philadelphia Phillies ten to seven. The champs defeat the St. Louis Cardinals 3-2. Not the champs. I mean two years ago champs. Washington Nationals 3-2. Toronto, um, it's been that long. I forgot, guys. Toronto, Blue Jays lose to Boston Red Sox. Boston Red Sox seem like they are a pretty good team. I did not expect them to be this good. I really didn't. They defeat the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, The Chicago Cubs defeat the New York Mets. I thought that was a good game, Uh, 3-1. The um, Tampa Bay um, Rays take care of the Kansas City Royals, 14-7. And the Houston Astros, High Houston Astros, lose to the um, Colorado Rockies, 6-2. Texas lose to the LA Angels, 6-2. And game two of the Oakland, and Minnesota, Oakland, take that one to zero. And the nightcap was Milwaukee Brewers taking care of the San Diego Padres six to zero. Today's games games under under um go under um underway now. The San Francisco Giants and the Philadelphia Phillies are underway. The Baltimore Orioles and the uh, um Miami Marlins are playing as we speak, and the Pittsburgh. And Detroit game, I believe that game is final. I will um see. Houston and Colorado, Minnesota and Oakland again. Um, St. Louis and Washington, Texas Rangers and the LA Angels, the uh, Milwaukee Brewers and the San Diego Padres. San Diego Padres, they haven't been playing like they um. They made a lot of moves, roster moves. They haven't been playing like they would that be of that contender to the Dodgers. And I believe they they um won't be top three. And they and um not even division, probably the conference. Um Atlanta and New York get at it again, once again tonight. Uh, Arizona, like I said, they may play a doubleheader today. Um Pittsburgh and Detroit again today. I believe they didn't play Monday, so it's gonna be t- a doubleheader today. And Toronto and Boston. And new and the Chicago Cubs and Mets get at it once again today. And the Tampa Bay Rays and the Kansas City Royals get at it once again. Now we're going to move over to NCAA. I found this article that is very, that is um a very eye-opener to anyone that's looking to pursue a career at The college college level as an assistant coach or any of that of color. What's the norm, path to getting hired as a head coach, head college football, I mean basketball coach? Many have been assistant coaches, others former head coaches, and some have a little experience at all. For some, such as newly hired um, George Mason women's basketball head coach, Vanessa Blair Lewis, don't forget that name, guys. The journey comes with twists and turns. Blair Lewis became her, began her college um, career, her coaching career, at a 24-year-old at her alma Mount Saint Marys. In her nine years there, she won 120 games, had two 20-plus winning seasons, and won two Northeast Conference championships. She then decided to leave the Betham-Cookman to um, rebuild a program that had only two winning seasons in the last 19 years before she arrived. Blair Lewis, uh, Vanessa Blair-Lewis led Buffalo um, cookman to five consecutive Mid-Eastern Atlantic Conference regular season championships and was named Coach of the Year four times. Coaches at historical black colleges and universities struggle to get opportunities at many white institutions for main reasons. However, Blair Lewis is an example of the promising number of black college basketball head coaches who have been hired since the end of the 2020-21 regular season. Another name, Toy Wilson, I think I pronounced that right name right, um, who was um, who was head coach at Peary Valley A and M was hired by Southern Mith- Mithlum, Mith- uh Mithlum and Samika, Tamika Tamika Randall Lay, another name you guys shouldn't forget, who was a head coach at Alabama A and M was hired four time at by Winfield. Eight of the seventeen Division One head coaching hires. Forty percent of those in women's were basketball have been black, and seven have been black women, including two of the five power, the, the five power five vacancies in the men's game. Twenty-five or forty-five, which is fifty-one percent, Division One head coaching hires have been black, including seven of the thirteen in the um, power five, the Big East. The number of black players and assistant coaches NCAA Division I college basketball compared with the number of black head coaches have been this promoted. According to the Demograph database, in the 2019-2020, black players accounted for 57% of all players. Black assistant coaches Accounted for 48% of all assistants. And black head coaches only represented 28% of the head, all head coaches. So, tremendous things going on, in the, especially in the black um, um, HBC colleges. Women are coming up. Women and men at that point. Especially of color as head coaches. Good news coming out of the NCAA. The NCAA... March tournament starts the first four games of 2022. First four games in Dayton, Ohio. and continues throughout the 2022 Final Four in New Orleans. Selection Sunday will be March 13, 2022. I have the dates and the rounds of those games. First and second rounds March 17 of 2020 to March 19 of 2022. Dayton, Ohio buffalo new york the indianapolis the bankers the banker the banker's life Fieldhouse in indianapolis um fort wayne the dickens arena portland the mondic center and greenfield we're going to be at the bonds um sewer wellness center and on the 18th to the 20th of march of next year milwaukee pittsburgh and san diego will In those first and second rounds of March Madness. The Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, which I might be going. is I might be going. It's going to be in San Antonio from 24th to the 28th. And in San Francisco at Chase Center. And from the 25th to the 27th, the Sweet 16 Elite Eight will be in Chicago, Illinois at the UC, that's what we call it, the UC, United Center, and the Philadelphia, um, Wells Fargo Center in um, Philadelphia, PA. And, of course, it all ends with the Final Four in New Orleans of next year, the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Um, I'm sure I'll be giving away tickets for that, um, Sometime in the uh, near future, we're going to get more information about that. Um, and that would do it for NCAA Sports. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that would do it for this episode of Sports Talk with myself. Thank you guys for joining me. I always appreciate the love and support. Um, I'll be back next week with another episode, episode number 41, as we push to 50. Maybe we do something special for 50 episodes. Hey, maybe, maybe not. But it's it's more of a sure theme for right now. But thank you guys. Hope you guys have a tremendous week, tremendous weekend, and I will see you guys next week. As always, be good, be great, and be blessed. Take care.